I want to see FSU put up 50 and win by five touchdowns. Yeah. That, that's kind of where I makes you feel good. Know. Yeah. Like they, they need to just put it on this scumbag, man. Like just <laughs> ha- have him leave Tallahassee with his tail tucked between his legs. Don't even do a post game handshake. You know, give him the bird as you walk off and tell him to get the hell out. <laughs> <laughs> so I take it you're not a big Walt Bell fan? Not one bit. Hey guys, it's Terrence Nan. You're listening to Hear the Spear presented by No Game Day. Go Dolls. Hey, what's up? This is Peter Ward, aka E Dub, in the house. So we're listening to Hear the Spear presented by No Game Day. Go live, go Nose. Hi, this is Charlie Ward, and you're listening to Hear the Spear, Go Nose. This is Terrell Buckley. You're listening to Hear the Spear presented by No Game Day. No bloody. But perhaps better known as the greatest corner to ever step on a football field, Deion Primetime Sanders. Great Deion Sanders, my brother. What's going on, man? I, I could wake up to that greedy every day, man. That was awesome. Hello, those fans. This is former Seminole Derek Brooks, and you're listening to Here's the Spear, presented to you by No Game Day. James Wilder Jr. What's going on, James? Thanks for having me on. SSOD, Florida State or Die, and go no. William Barnon Floyd. Gentlemen, what's up? What's happening, guys? This is Logan Robinson from Here the Spear, presented to you by NoelGameDay.com. As you can see, you never know what you're going to get on this show. We are back after a bye week. Not a lot of rest, but it does feel good to have some energy back. I know that we were kind of dead last week. Where's Dustin at, man? Where's Dustin? Look at he's, this. He's being soft watching Boston Celtics basketball. So so we're, we're, we're watching a season opening game versus Knicks, you know, that takes precedence like, over 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 here the spirit podcast. I mean, come on, you know. I've never seen anything like it. That, that, that's our editor. You know, that's our Yeah. That's, that's the brains behind no game day. That's a quote for, for That's him, what he says. Know? Yeah, that's what he says you know? all the time, but he and doesn't watching show up. Boston Celtics basketball. Day day 1, not even like not even like a a defining game, like they win during the playoffs. No, it's game one. Yeah. I hope Randall goes for fifty tonight and they lose. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Damn. But yeah, we're without Dustin tonight. But you know what? The fun people are here, the ones with the energy. We've got the basketball expert with us, Austin Vizi, lead basketball writer at nolgaming.com. And then Nate Greer, lead recruiting insider. Things for both guys are just churning up like with craziness right now. We had a good conversation before going live on both topics, but it is officially Walt Bell Bowl Week, gentlemen. Walt Bell mm-hmm. will be returning to Dope Walt Campbell Bell Stadium in Tallahassee. I've been waiting as, for this week, man. Yeah, as your name says mm-hmm. on here, uh, Walt Bell sucks. That's uh, Nate's name on, <laughs> on the stream tonight. But Florida State will be taking on UMass this weekend. We'll do a little game preview there. We're not going to dive into it too deeply. I don't think there's too much need. Or is there? Jacksonville State happens, so you can't really overlook it. But either way, we'll be doing a full game preview for that at the end of this, along with score predictions. Uh, we're going to talk about the decommitments, Nate. What is happening? Everybody should freak out, right? Oh, my goodness. Great. No, no. Florida State no. loses two commits. Uh, we're going to give a little bit of the re- recruiting latest. We'll talk about Travis Hunter saying he's locked in for the 80th, 86th time. And maybe I'm going to see if Nate says if fans should be worried or not at all. Like, it should just say yes or no. Uh, we'll do practice observations from this week. Uh, Norvell really loved the Tuesday practice, so we'll talk a little bit about that. Uh, NFL Knowles, a lot of stuff 
know, heating up for them too. Dalvin changing his number. We'll talk about that. A former null kicker released. Mm. We got Clemson FSU kickoff 3:30. We'll do a little little what a little sneak, little hint at that game. Uh, and then we'll talk basketball latest and AP poll, preseason poll coming out, and then go into UMass stuff. So got a, got a good amount of stuff going on tonight. If, if you guys haven't yet, hit that subscribe button. Also, check us out on YouTube. Hit that subscribe button there, too. Hit the like button. Also, we're all across Spotify. We're on Google Play. We're absolutely everywhere. So hit that sub button. Hit that like button. We are back. Bye week is over. Second half of the season begins. It's going to be a fun one, in my opinion. I think it's going to be a good one. But, gentlemen, let's talk about the decommitments, Nate. What is going on? No, we talked about it, though. We've, we've kind of given yeah. hints at it. It's been in the Discord. It's been all over the place. And if you're in the Discord, this shouldn't come to a shock to anybody. But Florida State loses a commitment on the offensive line from Alu Ba. Offensive lineman currently playing at IMG Academy along with Trevion Williams. This just happened this evening. Uh, Four-star defensive end out of Mississippi. Both guys decommit. What's going on, Nate? Is this uh, just how the recruiting cycle goes or... Should any FSU fans be worried? Uh, I, I think that if you've had a pulse on, on this whole process that, you know, yes, this is how re- recruiting goes. You're always going to have the commitments. It just it happens. Bama has it. Clemson has it. Ohio State has it. Every program has the commitments. It, it's just it's going to happen. It's part of the nature of the beach. That's why you never stop recruiting. That's why you never stop evaluating targets. Um, at the same time, you know, these are two guys that I think some were even surprised they made a commitment in the first place. You know, me, like I was saying in the, you know, b- before we came on in the production meeting about uh, Ba, I was surprised he committed in the first place. You know, to me, that kind of came out of nowhere. I know that uh, at the time, FSU was really hammering IMG. They still are, uh, but they were starting to get some traction there. Uh, I think that. You know, he, he connected well with, with Atkins and the coaching staff. And, you know, Florida State was a, a program he liked, but Georgia was always there, even after he committed. It was still going to play a role in, in, in his recruitment, whether he did an official visit and held on to Florida State or whether he flipped. And, you know, he, he flipped to where he was eventually probably going to always land. And that happens. So, you know, Florida State really is – Pushing hard, I think, to fill that spot. You know, they 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 don't want to not bring in another tackle, and I, I think that's where you know you look at the progress of Julian Armella coming in. You know, with LSU firing Ed Ogeron, I think that really helps Florida State more. On top of, I think that Florida State's just been in a good position with him lately. Um, you know, there's been some some positive vibes coming out of you know South Florida with him, but it makes him even more important because. You know, Ba's a tackle, blue chip guy. You can It always hurts to lose blue chips. And then with Travian Williams, again, you know, I, I tweeted earlier today, you know, Florida State and Jimbo Fisher keeping Cam Akers. That's got to be a feather in his cap. You know, Florida State's been burnt for Mississippi. You know, you look at Altmaier last year. And then, you know, Williams is a guy who I think burst onto the scene in, in the summer. You know, Six five, an athlete plays quarterback, plays linebacker. I think he even plays short, short down running back. So the guy's a jumbo athlete. But you look at him, and 
you know, Florida State was able to get his commitment at at, at a summer camp. And, you know, kids of Mississippi always have to watch out for it. That's just how it is. Even when, you know, Cam was wrapping him wrapping up his recruitment, you know, Ole Miss was really pushing that he was gonna flip. And Florida State held on to him. Uh you know, Mississippi's a hard state to recruit because, you know, those guys are always I think under recruited a little bit, and, and, and there's a lot of a lot a, a, a lot of pressure to stay home, whether it's Ole Miss or Mississippi State. They get a lot of pressure to go to one of the two main schools and represent you know Mississippi. But you know Williams is a guy again, another blue chip guy, a guy that I really liked in this class. You know, big guy, explosive athlete. You know, can get after the passer. So you know, Florida State was. I think ahead of it with, with that offer of, uh, of Eddie Eddie Kelly from uh, Winter Haven, I think that you know was a sign of what's to come. Uh, you know that he's a a guy who's jumped onto the scene here in Florida uh, this year with you know 15 sacks, 30 tackles, and, and then you look at Nigel Kelly. You know, Florida State's still going after him really hard. You got Marvin Jones Jr., who's the number one most important guy on the board. So you know, Florida State's not done at DN. You know, they still are, are going to address that need. But, you know, Florida State loses two guys. You don't want to lose two guys for the optics. But this is going to happen. Um, you know, this is kind of known for a while. So it sucks to look at it and see it happen. But, you know, Florida State's going to move on. Florida State now moves to number 13 uh, overall in the country per 247 mm-hmm. sports. Which isn't bad. You, you know, you, you lose two. Two guys who are, you know, three and four stars, you know, depends on where you go. Well, Florida State's still hanging in there. They have a chance for a top 10 class. If you look at, you know, how, how they could possibly finish with LSU having a coaching change with Florida and Miami, you know, not having great seasons. You know, think, you know Florida State can still finish in that top 10 um, after really having what looked like a top five, six class. So, it's not over mm-hmm. yet for FSU. Yeah, and going to offensive line and losing ball, we've talked about we've had a few pieces go out this week on the site, but Nate talking about a few others. You know, the number one name that always gets brought up, you know, I'm going to say it is Julian Armella, and you lose, mm-hmm. you know, Coach Owas, you know, they're parting ways uh, together there in Baton Rouge. Mm-hmm. How does this open up anything for him? Do you think this helps Florida State in a lot of ways? Does it not do anything, or is it just – not going to happen. Do you think this gives it gives Florida State a, a bigger chance here and landing the the legacy? Yeah, I mean, as I said, I think that it does open the avenue and the door up for FSU. You know, Armello's been the guy who's you know, talked about stability and you know production and and winning, and that's what Florida State has really missed this year. You know, being being you're starting the season zero and four, but and nonetheless, you know, you, you look at the other teams he's really looking at, and you know, it seemed like it was coming down to LSU and FSU as kind of the two front runners. So you have to, I'm not gonna say, you know, Florida State's in the driver's seat now, but you have to look at where they're at right now, and you have to like where they're at coming into, you know, the the back end of the process. You know, we're what six weeks away from early signing period. We're eight, nine weeks from, from what, 12 weeks from signing day. So we're almost there, man. Like it's almost over. Mm-hmm. 
And if it's not Armella, what are some other tackles that are on the board? Um, there, there's not many tackles on the board, <laughs> you know, there, there just isn't, you know, um, it's just part of the process. You know, you, you look at the board and uh, a guy that I really liked that I wish that they would go after, you know, and one of the pieces I put out 10 kids that committed that FSU should pursue is Leighton Nelson. You know, he's committed to UCF. Um, he's from Orlando, goes to Boone, you know, guys, six five two eighty, has that, that build that is kind of the today's age of football, really athletic, great feet. Um, I really don't understand why he's not more highly sought after, but he, you know, he's been firm in his commitment. So, you know, we'll see how that goes. Um, and, and you look at the inside, the interior, you know, with, with the possible upcoming decommitment of Antavis Woody, you know, you, you look at a guy like, like Parks from Valdosta. I think he fills the inside role. Um, you know, just that, you know, Forest State has Ely committed. They have Dolce Richardson. So they have options there. You know, I, what's really left for, at, at tackle is Armella. And Armella is a guy who can also play inside. So, you know, he brings some versatility there. But you go to 24-7 or Rivals, wherever you want to go to get your, your database, there's just not a lot of options there because guys are committed. And Florida State's not in a – in a power position to flip guys easily because of their record. And that's just simply how you have to state it and look at it. Mm-hmm. Nick's asking here. And have you mentioned anything about boots lately? Lamont green jr. I feel like no one is mentioning him and I wanted to go to Lamont green senior and talk about, he deleted the tweet, but yeah. he uh, put out a tweet <laughs> after uh, I loved it. I loved decommitted. It. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, senior put out a tweet after body committed and practically put up a highlight little highlight or not a highlight video, but just a short video of boots getting around Bod during the camp and, easily uh, and Tallahassee. And it was pretty easy. Got right by Ba and said, if you're not ready to be here, kind of like on the long lines, if you don't want to be here and be along for the, you know, the growth and the climb, then just bye. See ya. Mm-hmm. Adios. But he posted a well, video I, of his I, son. I think that, I, I, I've been tweeting some, some, and we tweeting stuff from, uh, from Boots and, and Lamont Senior. You know, he's having a really, really great season. Um, I think he's firmly entrenched himself as a top 100 kid for 2023. You know, you look at each week he's producing five, eight, ten quarterback hurries, multiple. Like we're talking five, eight tackles for loss, a couple of sacks a game, double digit tackles. So he's getting after it, and. and the really positive thing is that is how quickly he's filling out. You know, he's he's a big kid, man. So, you know, I I think that you know he is firmly one of the top guys in twenty twenty three, and you know the junior season is so important for for those who follow those recruiting rankings, those guys who get so caught up into it. You know, it's important to have strong junior year. So. He's definitely putting himself as one of the top players in the country for next year. For, for do- firmly locked in at FSU. Mm-hmm. Firmly locked in at FSU. Yeah. No, his dad, whenever we had both of them on, yep. it was like we're, we're, it was no playing games. The Florida State blood and everything. It's, it's just how it rolls in that family. So I don't mm-hmm. think he, he talked about. No. You know, we brought up, what about other schools and such? And so you look at LSU. Nope, that's not how we work. Yep, here in yep, this family yep. in this household yep. <laughs> nah, we gotta have nah. them back on we gotta have them back yep. on soon 
Yeah. That was a fun, uh, that was a fun episode. Uh, yeah, there's DeMar, a question DeMar here. Tolan. Yeah. DeMar Tolan, he's a four guy star that, committed, yeah. four star linebacker committed to LSU. Um, I, I think he waits to see who they bring in first. You know, you know, he's a guy who I think likes what LSU has to offer as a university. So I think he waits and see who, who takes over. If a guy like Jimbo comes in, you can forget all, all the LSU guys who are on the board. You know, they'll, they'll sign with, with LSU, but he, he's an option. I know, you know, 24-7 had to update with him. You know, you know, I know he mentioned that Florida State is still up there. They have not stopped recruiting him. They've still pushing the hell out, pushing the hell out of getting him. And, and, and he's what's needed if you really want to, you know, be transparent. He's a guy that fits the need at linebacker. You know, when you when you move to a a four two five alignment or go into like sub package defense, you know, he's a guy who can play that will and also slide inside in your traditional four three three four lineup. So. You know, if they can get that that flip, that that'd be a, a huge feather in the cap because that that kid's that kid's needed. And then you look at Terrence Welsh. I know he he's been active on on Twitter recently and Instagram with Florida State stuff. You know, um, who knows? You know, Louisiana kids are like Mississippi kids. They, you know, the top kids hardly ever leave Louisiana, um, especially with the success that LSU's had over the past few years. But this kid's been to FSU multiple times. He's taken an, an official visit. So once all that stuff happens, you have to consider FSU as a legitimate contender. And, and if they could get a guy like, like with Terrence Welsh, who, you know, on the hoof, you know, six feet plus, long arms is a really good defensive back, that'd be, that'd be a great flip. And then, you know, Emory Jones, sorry I didn't mention him, Austin, as a possible – um, replacement tackle, you know, Florida State was one of his finalists before he committed to to FSU. Um, you know, they could possibly revisit Emory Jones and try to get him in the fray a, as a replacement for Ali Uba. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a question from Larry saying, do you think LSU coach is still out there trying to recruit for them or would he let the new coach that's coming in there recruit his own players? Or how does that uh, transition work, do you think? I mean, they, just in they, general, they're they're obligated to continue to to recruit. But Except we saw Jimbo Fisher. Sorry, we uh, we saw it <laughs> firsthand that they don't, they they don't necessarily <laughs> have yeah. to do it. You know, Seen they can make decisions Sanitella. for themselves. Seen why put forth the effort? Why yeah. put forth the effort? You know, Florida State had guys like Wangi Morris and Charles Cross and Justin Fields about to commit. They were looking at landing Owen Popo. You know, so. But Jimbo stopped recruiting because he knew he was out the door. So, I mean, I'd be surprised if Ed Ogeron goes out there and still continues to to recruit. I wouldn't be surprised if assistants who are wanting to stay on the staff, you know, try to maintain those relationships. So, you know, uh, for yeah. for for FSU's sake, I hope it falls apart and, and it allows a school like Florida State to get into the door with a guy like Tolan and and Welsh and and, and Jones. And I don't know if it's as much as recruiting it as just maintaining relationships because, mm-hmm. like like Nate alluded to, these guys, they may not be on the LSU staff, but they want to be on some staff next year. Mm-hmm. If they can maintain these relationships with these players and maybe get them to the next school, that's something they want to try to do too. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, not to knock whatever, 
you know, you can assume whatever you want from this statement, but, you know, the true professionals don't stop recruiting. And that's, that's just how it is, you know. If, if you want an opportunity at other schools or, like Austin said, you got to do the right thing. Yeah, no, absolutely. And then there's another, let's talk on this one right here. This is from Nick. He's always in here commenting all throughout the night, every Wednesday night. He says, we need Shaytree Jr. in the worst way. And Nate, I was just going to ask you too, you know, what schools do you think we're now mid-season college football? Which schools are in the biggest competition along, you know, Florida State, but which top three maybe? Are there? There's a lot of talk of Oklahoma I saw in the Discord. You guys oh, chatting oh, about oh, that. Oklahoma, Ohio State, Alabama. <clears throat> Excuse me. Oklahoma, Ohio State, Alabama are the three main competitors. Um, you have to look what Oklahoma is doing in Florida. We talked a little bit about this on, on a recent podcast. You know, they're really hitting Florida real hard. And, you know, from what I understand, he had a phenomenal visit to Oklahoma. Um, you know, they're. They're one to watch, man. Like people need to really consider Oklahoma as as a legitimate possible destination for 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 Jones Jr. And I agree. He he he's the most important recruit left on the board, other than Coleman, in terms of of need. You know, Florida State needs Coleman. Uh, they need that that explosiveness outside. But you know, for for Jones, you know. I said it before; it's nothing new, but you know, just the the optics of it, the legacy recruit. It's all great, but him himself, he's a damn good player. You know, he got a bump in twenty four seven. I think he's up to number eighteen in the country. That on three, that new up, that new site mm-hmm. that Shannon Terry has, they have him as the number one player in the country over Travis Hunter, which I just cannot agree with. I'm sorry, <laughs> but you know. Um, <laughs> But but Jones Jones, I think I said it before the season started that I thought that he was going to finish top twenty five because I thought he was under undervalued coming into the season. The kid is just awesome. He's he's so good, and, and you look at what Florida State needs at, at at the end. Yeah, they did a good job last year with the class, and you know they've been able to to get a transfer into. A holdover and a guy like Johnson and Thomas, but you know when you're looking long term, they they have to land Jones Jr. They have to, but like have to. I don't think have to. Whatever is stronger than have to is what Florida State needs for him. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yep. Put the bag down. And I, I don't even know if it's necessarily that man. Like, I, I wouldn't even put it that route. It's just. You know, it's all about, I think, you know, development, how how he can have success on the next level. Can he win? And and, and what's the fastest route to the NFL? Because, you know, if you look at, at Jones Jr. and you know, his progress and how he's developed his body and everything, you know, God forbid something drastic happens, you know, he is NFL bound in three to four years. I mean, that's just how it is. Yeah. Uh, let's touch on this one last thing. This has been great conversation. Good questions asked tonight, recruiting wise. One last thing here. Let's note on it since I don't think we talked about it last week, or I think this happened. Definitely, we 
didn't weren't able to talk about because it, it was last Friday and we recorded last Wednesday and we didn't have an instant reaction to do. Travis Hunter says that he's locked in for like the 80th time on ESPN. He, he talked about his mom saying that, you know, he's making his mom's holding him accountable. And, you know, he says that he wants to be the next great DB at Florida State University. And, you know, he's had, said a few times in different interviews that he's going to play, I believe, uh, on McFadden's podcast, he said that he's going to be playing a little bit of offense at Florida State mm-hmm. along with yep. defense primarily. But, you know, don't be shocked whenever he's going to be playing on offense. But once again, at least on national television, ESPN, he says that he is indeed locked in. And he talked about visiting other schools. And, he, you know, he just said he's just there for entertainment purposes and he just lives nearby. But, um, you know, it's just always good to get out every week that, Florida, that um, Travis Hunter is locked into Mike Norvell. And Florida State, I think he's going to have to do that every week um, if he goes yeah, off and visit places. It, it, it really had started whenever he started looking at, you know, just, or not looking, but going and visiting Georgia. And that mm-hmm. obviously stirs up a big time conversation. And, you know, as it should, as it should, you yeah. know, it's the number one player know, in the country. You know, when you have the greatest recruit of all time committed, there's a lot of pressure <laughs> to keep him committed. Um, you know, do you, you, you know, here's a question for y'all to answer real quick before I continue. Would you think it'd be fair to say that Mike Norvell's job hinders on, on how long he's at FSU, hinders on them landing Hunter? I think it gives. And, and, and what comes along with him is, is why I ask that. Yeah, it's one of those if you don't get Hunter, you lose a lot of people in that class. Mm-hmm. So. I can see it just because you, you're not getting a talent in that you think is necessary to compete in the ACC for the next couple of years, unless he just goes out and absolutely nails the transfer portal year after year. Mm-hmm. You got to hold on to this class, and that starts with making sure Hunter's 100% locked in like we all want him to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, it hurt. It, you know, it really relies on the free entertainment I'll have at the practices. Me and Noah were talking <laughs> about it today, and I said – I'll be here first in line with all the additional, probably more credential media that will be there to watch Travis Hunter and just watch him work. I will have to be there. I think you're going to have to, you're going to have to come up for the week. <laughs> yeah. We got to put Nate in the hotel. I think we're going to have to put Nate in the double tree. Yeah. <laughs> not, not, but, Nate has know, to be here, but no, I, I mean, I, it, it's, I think a, it's a legitimate question. You know, he, he is that important to Florida State's future. You know, a guy that's as gifted as he is. You know, and I joke around about him being the, the greatest recruiter of all time because that's where I progressively wanted to take it with him. But he he's just on a different level. You know, when you look mm-hmm. at elite players, he's elite of the elite. And you can't afford to lose him. But as Florida State fans, I know that we're just so soft mentally and we're so jaded because of everything that's happened over the last six, seven years. You know, whether it's a recruiter or a coach or or whatever it is, you know, we can't take anything as a positive we always immediately look at the negative well you know oh well how long before he decommits you know was was the the comments when hunter initially made his commitment you know not understanding the guy's background him being from florida being a longtime florida state fan wanting to get back into the state having a great relationship with the coaches primarily coach woodson so you know yeah florida state has their struggles and and that is going to continue to be a, a a predominant topic with, with Hunter. 
you have all these schools, all these reporters that want to get the the latest and greatest with him. Everyone wants to be on the breaking news with him. You know, if, if something happens and he does leave the class, not that I think he's going to, but you also, uh, I'm a guy who really believes you gotta, you gotta watch what the kid does as much as what he says. So he's been to Georgia now twice. Um, even though he's he's saying the right things, I think he still has the door slightly open. And I think he has the door slightly open just in case the bottom falls out. And by that I mean if you know Force does a massive rehaul does a massive rehaul or overhaul on the coaching staff. Or, you know, it's I think that's the bottom falling out for for Hunter. As long as the staff stays together. Um, I, I think that he'll sign in, in December and, and be on campus in January. You know, and but I think everyone's got everyone's got to start freaking about about every move this kid makes. It, it's it's <laughs> nauseating to watch. It's FSU you know? Twitter. What else do you think is yeah. going to happen? But I mean, I I understand it. You don't want to lose a guy that gifted. I get it. Mm-hmm. And, and and it sucks when you see Georgia that's recruiting so well. I mean, they're just recruiting on another level. Flip, it's, it's flipping kids everywhere, left and right. Flipping fire stars left and every right like it's day. nothing. Literally, not even the other day, just every day. Yep. <laughs> I get it. I get it. But, yeah. you know, some kids want to be part of change, too. And, and I, I think that's really where, where Hunter lies right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, and the, 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 the biggest thing is the tie between – Norvell and Travis Hunter along with Woodson. I mean, and two mm-hmm. looking at, you know, the DBs, they've we've seen some progress there too. And yep. guys have been playing better. And so that's what we have to keep an eye on moving in throughout the rest of the season. But that DB play, yep. at least yep. North Carolina game got better. Yep. And you gotta hope that progression goes well. And then you look at it after the game, Travis Hunter's on IG Live celebrating mm-hmm. with them, dancing on IG Live. So I think a lot of it, mm-hmm. what's gonna kill it is just the fan Florida State fan base and it's understandable yeah, but just, relax, just going yeah. crazy on social media yeah. and yes tweeting ridiculous things and such but that's just how it is and, and call it, call it call it what you want you know Florida State's two and four you know they're you know the record sucks but Florida State is still Florida State they're still on national television every week they're still able to draw talent mm-hmm. and it, it it's gonna work out just everyone mm. relax. <laughs> well, that's recruiting latest there. Uh, a lot of good stuff there. I felt like we did, did need a good in-depth recap there and had some good questions. And uh, Real quick, five, uh, now four-star, but whatever. Kevin Coleman. Uh, and he, he still feel pretty optimistic about Kevin Coleman in Florida State? I feel, I feel great about Kevin Coleman. I feel great. Hmm. I feel great. Tweeting it. Tweet it. Give me like 15 okay. seconds while I tweet it real quick. So, you know, it comes down to relationships, opportunity, um, and, you know, the, the, who's in the class and who's who's coming in. So I, I feel really good about that situation. That's a good thing because that is a talented guy. And if you look at it, I mean, shoot, you could just talk about Malik McLean and how he's – you know, has had a fantastic start to his freshman year coming in true freshman mm-hmm. and just Norvell can put on the tape for Kevin Coleman and say, here you go. This is what it looks like. Um, but yeah, Kevin, but I, I, I think those two, is Oregon still, 
Or is that kind of dwindled off with maybe Oregon and, you know, them losing and not being so spectacular like they had to start the season and went up there and, and beat Ohio State? Yeah. Screw Oregon. I know, but we talked about pit. Oregon. You're a little yeah, worried. piss off, man. Uh, you know, o- Oregon's all bells and whistles, man. Mm-hmm. You know, trying to keep it PG. So yeah, they lost to Stanford. Obviously, yeah, lost to Stanford. That's mm. fine. Stanford was well, Stanford was my my, my preseason pick on that conference. So mm. watch out for Ellis or uh, UCLA this weekend. I think that's gonna be a pretty good game. I think it's gonna be a pretty good one. Chip Kelly. Mm-hmm. Going against the Ducks. Yeah. Uh, let's jump into some practice observations from the last two days. I was in attendance on Tuesday, and Noah, Noah and I were there this morning. Uh, Norvell said that Tuesday's practice might have been the best that he's ever had during his tenure at Florida State. Pretty interesting stuff there. That's a good sign. Nate and Austin, I think it's pretty big that this is a bye week and they're having really good practices. I don't know if that's just me, but for a team that is working – to get their mental straight and still growing up as a young team to see them performing very well. And for Nor- for, for Norvell and the coach, who's definitely a guy that is very strict on how practices work and the energy has got to be there and guys understanding where they need to be. That's a good sign for, you know, not maybe overlooking UMass. I felt like if we looked back at the practices during Jacksonville state, which we didn't get to see during that time, mm-hmm. it was the week after mm-hmm. we got to be credentialed, mm-hmm. but I bet it was a it's a big change from probably mm. that Jacksonville State week to now this UMass game. But Norvell loved practice and kind of up and down today. He said, "I still thought it was pretty good." It started off sloppy with the offense, but oh yeah, that's what I was going to say, Logan. Like that's great. He says on Tuesday and they come out and they they're inconsistent today. Mm-hmm. Part of that is probably still being a younger team, but yeah, you know, you talk about Jacksonville State and. You know, from everyone that you know we talked to and heard, that was just a really bad week of practice overall. You know, just mm-hmm. the engagement and focus wasn't there that they saw leading up to Notre Dame. You know, and, and even the coaching staff kind of admittedly said that they maybe not necessarily took that game seriously, and you have an embarrassing loss. So, I, I would hope and pray that they would learn from that and. Understand you can't take anyone lightly, especially with the way FSU is right now, not being so dominantly better in terms of talent. You know, they still have to scheme plays open and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, it it is good to see and hear coming off back-to-back wins that they are having some progression in practice because, you know, we talked a little bit about it, I think, last week. You know, heading he, he, uh, he. and Nate's gone. We lost Nate. The usual lose him for about the five usual. seconds, and he jumps back in. But Vizi, I was, was going to say we, we talked about a lot in the off season. Uh, we need them to get over this mental midget phase, and really starts with not being complacent. You know, congrats. You've had a couple, a little bit of success, winning two games every time, man. <laughs> Don't get complacent. Go out there and keep doing your job. I feel like we saw that going in the Jacksonville mm-hmm. State game where they're kind of complacent with how they played against Notre Dame. Like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, we did, we did all right. We, we'll be fine against Jacksonville State. I, I'm glad they had the energy up. Let's mm-hmm. hope it shows up on Saturday. Yeah, but what, what I was going to say was that, um, you know, the back end of the schedule is not as tough as it once seemed. 
and, and there's a chance to still have a salvageable season. So, you know, I, I hope that the players see it that, you know, there's still a chance to be ball eligible. There's still a chance to have a winning record despite starting 0 4. Does it happen? It's going to be a tough, it's going to be a battle, but they, they have a legitimate opportunity to make that happen. So, you know, I'm happy to hear that they're taking practice seriously and, you know, that they're having good practices, quality. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Eric, always coming through and hanging out with us. Dropped a 20 bomb, 20 bomb on us. NG crew bringing Noel's scoop. Chick fil A's coming. I'll be in town Friday afternoon for the UMass game. Hopefully, running to you guys at Madison Social. Go Noles. If you see one of us, I know it'll just be me. Dustin doesn't like to go out after games. He just goes home and, like, he's not allowed. He does. Yeah, he isn't allowed. Yeah, he's got to have uh, <laughs> approval from the fiance. So I'm pretty that's sure definitely not like, happening. Game over, 633. I need you home at 709. <laughs> yeah. Tra- traffic is up. not an excuse. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but Eric, thank you so much for the kind donation. I always appreciate you jumping in here and hanging out with us every evening. But this is a question here from Nick. The practice notes kind of read if Milton is digressing a little bit to uh, interceptions, apparently thought. So this was from earlier today whenever they were Milton was going through scout team. I think today, though, plays were just made by the DBs really well. Um, I don't take too much out of uh, first team versus scout on any type on any side of the ball, offense, defense, but there's just some guys that made some plays today. I do think, you know, it's a mix. It's a 50-50 kind of thing between right now Chubba Purdy and also Milton on who's getting the reps and how much. Um, but, you know, the biggest thing with I've seen with Milton practices is just kind of being there and, you know, talking with the guys and maybe giving some tips here and there. But, um, you know, it's just it just is what it is. I mean, Florida State is now named a true, you know, starting quarterback, and that's just how it goes. I wouldn't say he's digressing, but – it's hard to say anything of digressing anyways until I just got a seat on a, on a football field in a game. I wouldn't count anything towards this in scout. There was a lot of miscommunication too. That's why Norvell said it was really sloppy today for the offense, at least. Yeah. Also too, you know, I think people would be surprised at just how many interceptions are in the practice. You know, he was throwing interceptions early in the year when he was starting. So I wouldn't take too much into that other than mm-hmm. what they are. Yeah. Uh, really, I just want to name a few guys this week that have played very well. Number one, and it's like number one, and then there's a good amount of people, and then there's two and three. Uh, Malik McLean. I mean, last week, during the bye week, had a fantastic week of practice, and then once again, I mean, he's been, he's been excellent. I mean, he's touchdowns he and jordan travis keep connecting well and goes to show he's a really good blocker norvell has given him a lot of praise the last couple of practices about his blocking um you know he's getting hard he's getting some hard coaching from norvell but that's really a good sign in my opinion if anybody's played Mm -hmm. football you know if coaches are hard after you then you're doing something right just getting you know sees a lot more in you but malik mclean has made some beautiful grabs the last couple of practices and he just looks good. He doesn't look like a true freshman whatsoever. He looks like a junior out there. I think he's one of the cleanest route runners too, for his size too. And he's got speed Um, Malik McLean. That's why I predict this weekend for him to have a really big, really big game. He's earned those reps, you know, mm-hmm. uh, 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 along with his ability to block on the outside, I think is also helped the run game. Kind of take the next step. 
you know, for, for a freshman, you know, his physicality and the way that he's, he's punishing guys, man. Like he really is. So that's great to see um, from a guy who's young and, you know, hasn't had a ton of chances to, 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 to get the ball, but, you know, I think they you got to find a way to reward him this week against uh, a vastly inferior opponent and, and let him get some uh, feel-good plays. Yeah, and some things injury-wise to talk about. Deshaun Corbin was a full uh, was a full participant along with uh, not full part not fully, but as actually was dressed and participating in a few things was Devontae Love Taylor. So that's good signs there for Florida State, and we'll see. What happens this Saturday? I personally wouldn't be shocked to see Devontae Love Taylor get another week of rest before going up to Clemson. Um, mm-hmm. That's just also that's what my needs thoughts to happen. thinking there's no reason for him to play. And Zane Herring has been getting a lot of reps. I will note that something to keep an eye on too. I haven't seen a lot of Zane Herring during his you know early career here at Florida State, but you know he's, he dealt with some injuries too once he first arrived and. Didn't get the plays for season, but keep an eye on number 55. We'll see how it uh, seems like Florida State's ready to get see some action from Zane Herring this upcoming yeah, and, and weekend. Remember, Zane Herring was a uh, a starter before he got hurt. So, mm, yeah, you know, I mean, they, they tried playing around with him during the spring and early fall camp at center, too which mm-hmm. is worth noting. But I do like mm-hmm. him on the interior side there. So we'll see. Well, interested to see. How that works out. So injury wise, you know, that's uh that's kind of about it. Nothing more notable there. I'm trying to think practice wise. Um, but really Malik Malay. And then I, I gotta say it just because he's had great practices. Don't even say it, dude. I'm gonna say it's it. It's not even worth saying it, man. I have to put it, I gotta put it on the I gotta put it on the on here. Who knows? Saturday it could be I gotta say his name. So then if he does go off, then I get to get all the credit. And then there's one more person, but Jordan Young, fantastic week of practice. I think I know what's maybe the playing time, what's causing that. But, man, that I mean, that dude can make some plays. It's just I think there's some things that just holding them back. But would love to see some 83 on Saturday if there's any chance because, you know, he's fun to watch just covering them and just being neutral. That's a fun football player to watch at practices. He's been playing very well. And then Emmett Rice, something to note on here. Uh, Emmett Rice – I eyed him really early on. He's a guy that I always keep an eye on to see if he's full participant, if he's partial, but he was actually doing linebacker drills today for the first time. And Norvell talked about it after the practice, noting that it feels like Emmett Rice is getting closer and closer to being available to play. So we might be able to see a little Emmett Rice later on in the second part of the season. And that's a veteran guy on, in the linebacker room that I think Florida State still needs there. I know you talked about mm-hmm. Gainer and having an up and down season so far but you know he finished off the season great last year and if rice is good to go and fully healthy here in the next couple weekends shoot could you have him available against uh clemson i don't think so but a few weeks later for some of your other matchups against you know miami he's still got some good comp good competition nc state you know there's gonna be some times to really need him so Mm -hmm. something to keep an eye on for the veteran linebacker for sure uh, yeah, I think that's it for practice observations. Let's talk NFL Knowles. Dalvin Cook went off this past weekend. Your guy over there for the Vikings. You were in person, VZ. How'd it feel seeing the best running back in the league? Well, I'll Welcome himself back. 
I'll say second yeah. best because Derrick Henry's. Oh, well, Naj- Najee Harris right now. Najee Harris no, is too bad. It. Yeah. Oh, guys, stop, stop, stop. <laughs> Derrick Henry's number one, and then I'll put Dalvin second. Um, he was awesome. It was, it was great seeing him tear up the Panthers' defense. So we have a really good rush defense. You know, they, they'd been allowing yeah. 50 yards or less in four of the five games they played. Um, and he finished, I forget what the exact number was, but it was like, it was 130 something. Um, shout out the offensive line for giving him holes that he hasn't had much in his career. And he was absolutely making the most of the opportunities the, the touchdown he had, he went all out, stretched out for the goal line. At first they called him down at the one, it was ended up being a score, scored a right in my end zone two in my corner. That, that was awesome to see. Um, it was good to see him. He did it just for you, Austin. He did. I, he I knew really you were there. It. Yeah. Yeah, he did. It I really you. appreciate it. Um, it was just, it was good to see him tear up, you know, because he's mm. still not 100% off that ankle injury. And you could tell because there was a couple of times where he should have gotten away and he just didn't. Um, so, so that ankle's still healing. And like people mentioned in the comments, he's going back to number four next season, which I, I can't wait for. 33 is such an ugly number. <laughs> I got a, I was kind of vibing with that. I did not like yeah. it whatsoever once it, once he first had it on, but I, I was starting to vibe with it. I wonder how it. much money he's going to have to pay this year. In order to switch to four, because you know that's what it, it's upwards of. A, I, I know it's upwards of a million. Yeah, for some people, it's like two. Man, like, I I'd wait too. <laughs> <don't forget> that. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah, no. So yeah, Dalvin Cooks was on. Uh, God, yeah, Patrick Peterson so. and Brian McFadden's uh, podcast. Mm. Shout out to Brian McFadden. Hear the spirit alum on here. Uh, he talked on there and broke the news that he's going back to number four. So Florida State fans are going to love it. I mean, those jerseys. I mean, Austin. I, when are you going to be buying that? Like the second it drops, or like the, the split the second? second it drops? And I'll get a, a white second. one too because I, I don't have a white Vikings jersey. It's going to be a white one. Oh, that, that'll be fresh. That'll be nasty. That'll be nasty. But yeah, Dalvin Cook's going back to number four. So that's some good breaking news there from uh, the McFadden and Patrick Peterson podcast. Shout out to them. And then Dustin Hopkins gets released from Washington. That's surprising. They got like decimated up- still. Like they thought that's the problem in Washington. Well, what what are his stats? I mean, you know, just doing. He missed one doing, field goal on Sunday. Yeah, doing the NFL knows, you know, it's not like he's having a bad season. Yeah. No, nah, he'll he'll get picked. Kind of weird. His career's not it, over anywhere. His yeah. career's not over. Um, I thought I thought that was kind of a weird cut. Because I think they blew you know, it by now. I wanted to stick with blew it. So mm-hmm. I think Washington blew it. Hopefully the Vikings pick him up because you know we can never have a good kicker. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, or don't actually don't put that bad juju on him. I don't want him going there now at all. <laughs> don't do that to him. Come on. Uh, James Swenson had bye weeks, so nothing on him, but he actually has a Monday night football game. A pretty, a pretty big one, even though I saw it at the gym and I don't remember who the opponent, uh, oh, Seahawks. I uh, never mind. So, not really too fascinating unless Russell Wilson comes back, but I don't think it's yet. Gino. Yeah. James versus Geno, 815, uh, in Seattle. So, I'll, I'll be watching that. I always like watching Seattle games over there. So it'll be nice and loud there on Monday Night Football. And then uh, Derwin James. Yep. Uh, Nate, go ahead and talk about your boy, Derwin James. Worst fumble. Yeah. Just team, leading, team leading eight tackles, just doing what, you know, every all-world defensive guy does, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I'm surprised they got whooped like they did, though. You know, Baltimore put it. Put it I, 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 I mean, it's not a great style matchup, but I thought it would be a little bit more competitive. 
Shout out um, Devontae Freeman getting a touchdown in that game. Uh, uh, Devontae, Devontae was a leading rusher for the Ravens. Yeah, I thought he looked um, pretty good. Nine, nine carries, 58 yards, and, and a touchdown. Um, good for him, man. Yeah. Good for him. Yeah, but, you yeah, know. I didn't take a touchdown for the Bengals. Yep. That's right. I yep. take got six. I didn't even put him in the article this week. I totally forgot about that. Damn. But, um, Come on, damn, but now we Now we know. We'll never get Auden on here now. Damn it. No, damn it. It's all your no, fault. But, um, God damn. So, so, you know, I think, you know, Derwin's got to be there for comeback player of the year. Um, Probably so, you know, yeah. He's best safety know, right now. He, he He's a contender for defensive player of the year. He got to look at that. You know, he's having a great season. Um, you know, Asante had a good game. You know, not not much. Darby for 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 Denver had he's second in second in tackles. Second on the team in tackles. You know, yeah, it's not maybe, not necessarily a great thing if your corner is second in tackles, but you know he had five tackles. Josh Sweat's having a good season too, really good season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Brian Bur- Burns yeah. being Brian Burns, yeah. I mean he just does what he always yeah. does. Not this last game. Uh, yeah, Dalvin yeah, made him look look silly a couple times. Yeah, uh, really, the, the offensive line. To see the game. The offensive line only let up like three pressures the whole game, and that's a yeah. good defensive line for Carolina. Between Brian Burns, you got Gross Matos, you got Derek Brown. I mean, they they got some talent on that D line. Vikings offensive mm-hmm. line just did a really good job. Has Jalen Ramsey allowed a touchdown yet this season? No, or is that still on lockdown? I don't think so. Last time I remember, he hasn't allowed one yet. We haven't heard anything on him. That's usually a really good sign. I haven't heard much. It's all about Aaron Donald and such. But I yeah, I, I, I was debating a secretly at, really good season. I was debating someone at work about about that. You know, they were saying that you know Jalen's not having a great year at corner. I'm like, he's not playing corner. You know, if if you really look at it, he's playing everywhere. It's like he did it four to eight year too. Yep. Mm-hmm. Playing uh, playing in the box in, in the slot out wide. Deep, you know, he's playing everywhere. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's not matching up man to man with the best receiver every game, but you know he's being utilized differently. Yeah, uh, Joiner. Yeah, yes, he is still in the NFL. He just injured this season uh, yep. with the Jets. I was looking forward to a Hampson Nazaldine slash Joiner combination. Talk about tackles. Woo! Those two would mm-hmm. lead the team, lead the defense, in my opinion. And I, I'd still think Joiner and them, Joiner being with Hamsa or Hamsa being with Joiner is huge for just watching film and everything. Joiner's a really smart football player, so Hamsa's getting some extra. That's an extra coach that he has on his side there. Uh, Nate, one last thing too, Chris Thompson to the Bears practice squad. <laughs> uh, I, I can't really. Say and it's, it's the Bears, of, so. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> give it give it time they got their quarterback they just need a wide receiver um a new head coach an offensive better line. offensive line <laughs> um you know some playmakers on the back end of the defense uh-huh. um you know the edge rusher you know a, a guy opposite Khalil Mac. uh yeah. you know someone to step up in the middle you know just a couple spots mm-hmm. short up on you know sure. it'll be fine <laughs> Uh, real quick to note on, we put a piece out about it, but Terrence Brooks, former Noel 2013 national champion, had a really scary injury against the Indianapolis Colts uh, last Sunday. Um, actually had to stay in Indianapolis, the hospital there. Um, he's already been ruled out for this upcoming weekend. 
but he had a lung contusion and was able to travel back home with the team. So, mm-hmm. you know, best of luck to him in recovery there. That's obviously a scary injury and he's had a stellar career throughout, you know, so far in the NFL. So, you know, I've always loved Terrence. He's represented mm-hmm. Florida state. Well, I have a, I'm currently full black screen right now and I'm coming back. There we go. I thought I was about to disconnect and be like Dustin and not be here for the podcast, but let's jump into real quick Florida state versus Clemson kicking off at three 30 in death Valley. Austin, you'll be there, but a little, a little <laughs> afternoon primetime action. I love it. You know, I, I was thinking about driving up for this. I don't know. I don't know if I really want to spend that much time with Austin though, all day long. Wow. Wow. That's, no, that's I would. I would, I would, Austin. I would, Austin. It's perfect but, for me being in Charlotte because it's a three-hour drive, so I can one-day trip. I don't have to get a hotel anywhere. Look at that. Just drive up have you ever? Back. Have you ever gotten a hotel, Clemson? No, there's nothing there. Uh, <laughs> you you got a cabin. You have you have the one hotel. Yeah. Off off the highway, you know, on the opposite yeah. end of, of Cracker Barrel, and I mean it's not a bad hotel. I stayed there one time, but it's like, where else do you stay? Yeah, yeah. I, when the basketball team travels, they literally stay 45 minutes from the arena. It's just nothing. It's just, it's just shit home. Clemson. Yeah, just, just dirt and trash. Clemson, South Carolina. Freaking rainbows. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I like Clemson's uh, campus. That's I all I like. Yeah, That's yeah. it. That's it. Yeah, I think they nice, have. Man. I can't say it. I can't say that anymore. I can't say that anymore. Uh, what, James is home? I screwed myself. Well, no, I can say yeah. that for sure. Oh, no, that's not it. It's a whole, yeah. it's a personal thing. I can't say that. Long. It's him having a girlfriend now. That's what it is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All righty. Let's jump into, hey, hey, text our number. Text our number. Text us for updates 247-850-616-8661. I'm not even playing around. I'm giving you all live updates at the practice zone. 90% of them go to the discord but if you guys are watching live right here take advantage it's actually me texting i might get these guys on there too because there's a lot of basketball yeah, man. that come in here yeah. but it's we actually should get, uh, we should it's we actually should, us we should 24 7 live, live update dustin's back shaving <laughs> yeah we can <laughs> you can have live updates of what we're doing behind the scenes i don't know if you want to know about nate and what he's doing now, now, should, should i tell them what i came in when i came into the production meeting what what, what was on the screen no no, you really want not. to go there? <laughs> no, I don't not. think so. I don't even think we want to know that. But if you do want some real Florida State updates, 24-7, breaking news, and a little bit of inside scoop. But more 90, like I said, 90% of it goes into the Patreon, so we're not going to give you everything. But you can text a number, 850-616-8661. Whenever Florida State lands a commit, that's the number. You'll, I mean, we're going to be texting that if Florida State loses a commit. We text you it. It's breaking news. It's the fastest. It's better than social media. And it just goes to your phone. It's actually me texting you. It's not some bot or some BS like that. And it's going to come in clutch for National Signing Day. So we're going to try to get this thing going a lot more. So 850-616-8661. And if you do text that number, we are doing a giveaway on there only for those numbers too. So we've got a lot of Celsius stuff. We've still got pop sockets. We've got shirts. So text that number. It is going to be the best way. And you also can ask us questions. So, yeah. Um, let's jump into some more stuff here, gentlemen. Basketball latest, and then we'll talk some Florida State versus UMass. And get uh, I, I thought we were here. going to talk Clemson. Well, yeah, go ahead. Go Like, what are we thinking? I mean, Florida, I mean, I mean they're going to face up. Pittsburgh. You brought it up, facing... and you just I mean, blew all right by all, it. 
All it was well, was I had to. I had time. to. Yeah, all it was enough of game time. We'll no. talk about it next week. Yeah, we'll talk about it next we'll week. We'll talk about a ton Nick, next week. Nick, Nick already got, texted us. I got plans for next week. Just know, I got plans for next week, so. <laughs> we got to make sure Austin doesn't come up, up in the press box wearing FSU swag. That's what I got to worry about. I, w- I will be wearing an FSU undershirt. You can guarantee that. Yeah. Oh, God. It better they be hidden. They won't, yeah, they won't see it. It's underneath uh, the <laughs> But yeah, let's talk about it real quick. Cle- uh, Clemson faces Pittsburgh this upcoming weekend, and then Florida State obviously travels up there for the big game. You know, we're not over, we're not overlooking UMass, right? You know, we're we're, we're not doing that. Who? <laughs> the Walt Bellers? We're not doing that. The Fighting Walt Bellers? They were not overlooking them. I guarantee the team's not, especially the guys that were there two years ago. Yeah, they're not overlooking this. No, Robert Strickland, shout out, just texted us. Sorry, I'm just trying to market a text number. What do you want to talk about, Clemson? About are you are you uh, I'll, I'll defense good, time. offense not so great? Yeah, we're gonna we'll have yeah. a great podcast for that, and we'll have guests too. We have a special guest coming on too, former Noel, currently in the NFL, coming on uh, next week for that. So get ready for that. Uh, let's talk some basketball. Things are churning up. Austin, last week you were at the tip off ACC tip off, and the APC preseason, preseason poll came out. Florida State ranked. Number 20th, and then the ACC voting came in this morning. Number two, the first time ever behind Duke. It went Duke, Florida State, ah, North Carolina, ah, Virginia. Ah, I don't know. I can't remember. <laughs> was I close? I think I was pretty close there. Um, Yeah, I think on the money, honestly. I'm pretty sure it was – I'd have to pull it up real quick, but it should be right, right here. Yeah, Duke, FSU, Virginia. Oh, my God. Duke, FSU, Carolina, Virginia, Virginia Tech, Louisville, and if that doesn't matter. Yeah, who gives um, a man? Yeah. It was, you know, I was a little bit surprised by the, the 20th AP spot. I thought they'd be like 16, 17 range. Um, I, I think they're going to be, you know, I, I think they're going to be a little bit better than Tennessee. I think they would be better than Carolina. Um, probably better than Ohio State, but we'll see. Yeah. But then the ACC stuff comes out, and I was pleasantly surprised. You know, I, I put Florida State second in my bracket as well, but they got what was it, 14 first place votes? I mean, that, that's that's I, a lot. I, I don't understand the preseason 20th whatever ranking, that, but being number two in the ACC, it's it's just yeah. different media members. Yeah, it's just, you know, but it's, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't yeah, balance out to me. Yeah, it, it doesn't really balance out. Um, and it, you kind of figured Duke would get all the love. With it being Coach K's last year, mm-hmm. I, I put them first in my in my preseason ballot for the ACC media voting. They're also the most talented team in the ACC. Frankly, that that, that team's stacked. Um, mm-hmm. You can see it with Paolo Banchero winning both preseason freshman of the year and player of the year. That, that doesn't really happen for freshmen much in, in any league, but also kind of tells you the state that the ACC is in right now. Um, then you go to the ACC teams first team. Not really surprised. Buddy Beheim, Kivi Aluma, Banchero, Amanda Baycott, and Isaiah Juan. Not a surprise. The surprise came in the second team because you could really only vote for one team. Like you could only vote for five players. Mm-hmm. So the fact that Prentice Hub, Wendell Moore, Malik Williams, and Caleb Love got first team votes to make it to second team is dumb. <laughs> These are not guys yeah. that are better than Anthony Blight. Like nah. they're just not. And I'm not even saying Anthony Blight deserved to be there. I'm just saying. These guys did not deserve to be there. Mm-hmm. Um, had Caleb Mills been on 
the ballot, I would have voted for him 100%, but he wasn't on the ballot. The, the only two Florida State guys that were on the ballot were Malik Osborne and Anthony Plate. So. Yeah. Do that. It was a weird ballot. Like, Wake Forest had three guys you could vote for. FSU had two. So, take that for what you will. Hey, but you got to get in there, man. You got to get a I little did. voting in. I did. Tell us who you voted for. Yeah, I will. Uh, for preseason player of the year, I did Buddy Beheim. I just thought coming off his tournament run, I thought he was going to be the runaway favorite, but they, they did Banchero. Um, I had him for first, I had him for preseason freshman of the year. I thought it was obvious. I don't think there's anybody else even close. Um, first team, I pretty much had the exact first team they had. Instead of Banchero, I had Kihei Clark. I just don't like putting freshmen um, as one of the five best players in the conference for a league he's, or for a level of basketball he's never played in yet. I'm not saying he's not that talented. I just got to, I'm just one of those, I want to see it first before I give him that cred. Um, and then for my uh, preseason um, predicted order of finish, I'm not going to spoil everything because that's going to be in my ACC preview article next week. Yeah. Um, but I will say I had Duke one, Florida State two. And then from there, it went mm. a little bit differently. But okay. otherwise, I wasn't really surprised by anything other than that some of these guys were second team, like, Wendell Moore and Caleb Love because Caleb Love was the most inefficient player in college basketball or not college basketball, but in the ACC last year, he was awful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so you, you think this is a 25 win team? Um, it's tough. You know, that, that, that stretch of February is rough, you yeah. know, playing at Virginia at Carolina at Duke in the same month. That's tough. Um, and, and the early couple months, it, the offense is going to be rough. The, the first couple of months as these freshmen mm-hmm. learn how to operate in the system, it's just the way it is. And, you know, now that I'm, I'm starting my schedule preview now where, where I go through game by game before the season, predict win or loss. Some of those teams where you're like, eh, I don't know. It's probably a win. These good teams. Loyola Marymount's a really good team. And I mean, a really mm-hmm. good team. They finished third in the West West coast conference last year, which is the same conference, Gonzaga, San Francisco, you know, St. Mary's. That's a, that's a conference they're in. So the fact they finished third in the first year of a head coach, that's going to be a good team this year. Um, Florida's talented. I just think they're undersized. Um, I'm going to talk about it in, in the articles here in a couple of weeks, but they only have three guys that are taller than six foot four, whereas Florida State has two guys below six foot five. I just think it's a bad matchup <laughs> for Florida. Um, Love to that see Purdue, it. That Purdue game is going to be rough, and I mean rough. Mm. Purdue's one of the best teams in the country. Jaden Ivey was – um, I believe voted all American second team. It's a really talented team. So we'll mm-hmm. see. They had absolutely have the talent to be a 25-1 team. It's just it, it may take a little bit to gel together. They're mm-hmm. absolutely going to be at least a 22-1 team, and that's at the bare minimum. There's a question here from Ball asking, Dylan Mitchell come in question mark? Chandler Jackson is coming on a visit this weekend to see Leonard Hamilton. Um, if you would see our uh, old game day basketball group chat, Dylan, Dylan Mitchell's not coming. Um, oh. he, he picked up two crystal balls at Texas today. Um, and just based on what we've heard, it looks like he's going to Texas. Um, I'll leave it at that. Uh, I don't want to, I don't want to say anything I'm not supposed to say. Uh, we're getting trouble yeah. for it. Um, yeah. but yeah, you do, you do have Chandler Jackson coming in the season, talented combo guard out of Tennessee. They've been after him a really long time. And I mean, a really long time, like two and a half, three years. Um, it's one of those recruitments. I just don't see him leaving the state where it's going to be probably to me, it's Tennessee or Memphis. I think Florida State's third in this recruitment, but but they're getting that fifth of that fifth and final visit, which is huge. 
Um, he's also coming to campus with Jeremiah Bembry. Um, kind of a no-name if you just look at the rankings. He, you know, currently is unranked, but he's got a really big offer list. LSU, Ole Miss, Rutgers, um, Georgia Tech. R- really talented point guard, six foot six. That you know, by by the time his season wraps up, I wouldn't be surprised if he's a top 150 guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really talented player. He's coming to campus this weekend as well. So not just Chandler Jackson, but um, yeah, going back to the Dylan Mitchell part, doesn't look like it's happening unless, unless something changes here in the next week or two, which is a shame. You know, you know at one point Florida State thought they were getting. Dylan Mitchell, Derek Whitehead, Jay-Z Gortman, and Julian Phillips. If Gortman doesn't sign with Overtime Elite, you're probably looking at all those guys coming to Florida State. But Gortman goes to overtime, and things start falling apart. There were some preseason awards, too, Austin, that came out. I mean, and... I, I talked about it. With, yeah, uh... you did talk about it. <laughs> I'm, I'm completely lost. I'm completely lost. Pay I'm looking attention, at other... dude. Golly, I mean, we can't I'm a loser. About... We could talk about Matthew Cleveland getting named the Julius Serving watch list, but yeah, yeah, that's about yeah. it. What, server, what server at a restaurant? What Julius Irving watch list? What does that? What does that mean? Because for some of us, I def I don't know, and I guarantee seventy five percent of the listeners don't know. What does that award go to? Pretty sure it's top small forwards. Okay, um, yeah, I would have zero clue. Let me just speaking for the people here. Awesome. I'm trying to get educated along with helping. Let me just look real quick. So I was at work when they announced it. Go ahead. Um, yeah, yeah, the top small forward of the year. Top small forward. Okay. Matthew Cleveland, definitely gonna be fun to watch. That's gonna be a guy that I can't wait to watch and be tuck this upcoming season. And then real quick, too, listen to this after my Warriors beat the I won't say a bad word, the sissy uh Lakers. Uh, Scotty Barnes, Charles Barkley, showing him some love. The rookie from Florida State saying that he thinks he's going to be the best rookie out of that top seven that were drafted in his class. Said that he's going to be the best rookie um, out of there and gave Scotty Barnes a lot of love. So really cool stuff there. Um, Based on this first game, uh, probably not going to (laughs) happen. Currently, as they start the fourth quarter, Barnes has nine points, five rebounds, and six turnovers. So, um, oh, <laughs> <laughs> he, he was always going to be one of those players. I, like, I don't think he's going to be the best rookie. He's he's one of those guys. He's going to have to grow into himself and grow into his role. Yeah, I, I, I don't. I think Jalen Green's got that rookie of the year locked up just because he's going to get the points. He's going to get the opportunity, and Cape Cunningham's hurt right now. So, yeah, yeah Bar- I, Barnes is going to Barnes gonna have some really great games. And he's going to have some games. Yeah. You're like, what the hell? He's one of those guys where he's just going to flash on the screen. You go, what the hell yeah. was that? Yeah. Like, that was amazing. Like, the Raptors posted a video of him today doing a spin skyhook in transition. Like, what is this? Oh, um, yeah, I saw that. But he's he's one of those guys, super raw. It's going to take him some time to develop. And we've talked about this. We, we talked about it when he was drafted. We talked about it back in March when Los was like, why is this guy so highly ranked in the NBA draft? It's just the way it is. It's going to take some time for him to grow into himself, but give him two, three years, he'll be a really good player, especially with Nick Nurse coaching him up there in Toronto. Yep, things starting to click. I've got we've got Austin and Jacob doing a fantastic job. I can't wait this tandem. You know, Austin already kills it. I think he has the best coverage in basketball uh, on the beat. But adding Jacob into this, you know, this allows Austin to get into more diving into what he does best and getting game previews out for you guys you know uh, literally Austin like 
elite. Here we go. He's going to say talking to recruits. You ready for it? Drink. You ready for it? <laughs> it will make him elite <laughs> in terms of his lasso coverage is if he talked to recruits. <laughs> he does that now. He does that alone now. Hey, hey. <laughs> Uh, now I gotta let him rest. Maybe this offseason you could have had him doing a few things, but now I gotta no, let him no, rest about, his fingers. I'm he's about basketball, his basketball recruits. Oh, I'm hey, he's doing. Yeah, I'm yeah. focused on the season. He's right a now. season. That's why we got now Jacobs in there. One day, my my, my four thousand word ACC preview will be out next week. That's what I've been working on the last two two to three weeks. We've got a baby Austin. He's getting his first debut of uh, the season coming up soon. So we've got Austin and baby Austin getting after it so basketball coverage i'm telling oh, you i mean not only i mean the site it's on uh, you can go to our site nolgame.com sports illustrate there tons of content spewing out uh jacob's doing a he's going to do a really fantastic job helping out doing recruiting this upcoming season and he's already doing it right now i mean he's he's networking like a crazy person it's just in his blood but great coverage so far from austin and i will say this we are and eight jacob. days away from our first exhibition game for basketball Ooh. It's getting litty spaghetti. October 28th, out. they play Mississippi College, if anyone's ever heard of them, because I have not. <laughs> <laughs> um, no. But we're eight days away from Florida State taking the court against somebody. Excited. Do you think, I think Dustin first went to school there, I feel like? It took him long enough to graduate. I would say he was in college for nine years. You, you would think he was somewhere. <laughs> I didn't know Dustin was so old, man. It's, it's scary to think of. All right, let's jump into some good stuff. People are tired of hearing about that. Let's jump into Florida State versus UMass, because why not? Let's jump into Florida State versus UMass. Everybody's excited. Florida State faces the Minutemen on Saturday at noon on a extravagant, wonderful uh, TV provider, ACC Network. We all know and love them the most, and we all love their commercials. Anyways, Florida State and uh, the Minutemen this upcoming weekend. Walt Bell is coming into town. They just most recently got a, uh, got a win against the big fighting UConn Huskers. Wow. Huskies. Huskies. I knew I said that wrong. One one is a dog. The other is someone who shucks corn. So, you know, (laughs) slightly different. Does it really matter, though? Does it really matter? But uh, I was going to ask a question to you guys real quick to start off here. How many points does FSU have to win for you to feel good? Because you can still win this game and, yeah, you can leave the stadium feeling – Ninety. Go all out, huh? I want. I, uh, I want one hundred nothing. I want one hundred nothing. <laughs> That'd be they need great. to just put it on, on, on this scumbag. You know, they just Dang. need to just put the pedal to the metal <laughs> and just score hundred points on this. People freaking... really hate Walt Bell, and I'm not saying that he's a perfect person and whatever. No, the guy's I just a, think the guy is one of the. <laughs> no, he can't uh, be on your tier. He can't be on your tier of Dabo Sweeney. Or Brian Kelly. There's no way he's on that no, tier. It, it, it takes a, and there's someone it, else doing the ACC. Urban. Who else is urban. it? No, it's yeah, Urban. Urban's on that tier. And there's another one, though. In the ACC. They've done. Yeah. I thought he was yeah. the second tier. No, nah, he's on tier one. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, we lost Logan. Wow. Oh, nice. This is new. I like Woo. this. <laughs> All right. So now, anyways, <laughs> uh, I, I, I haven't, I haven't studied, I haven't studied, uh, UMass one iota because what? I don't care. Go in and dive into that. No, I was. I, no. I, I, I have. Come looked, on. I have looked up their game logs at the very least. 
um this is this is what florida state is competing with as far as what they need to beat them by they started their season against pittsburgh lost 51 to 7 then lost to boston college 45 to 28 lost to eastern michigan 42 to 28 lost to coastal carolina this is this is great 53 to 3 uh then then lost to toledo 45 to 7 before finally beating uconn last week so that, that, that's the kind of range you're looking for. If Florida State doesn't no, but win I, honestly, by 35, like, yeah. that's a disappointment. I, I, I want to see FSU put up 50 and win by five touchdowns. Yeah. That, that's kind of where I'm Makes you feel good. Know. Yeah. Like, like they, they need to just put it on this scumbag, man. Like, just <laughs> ha- have him leave Tallahassee with his tail tucked between his legs. Don't even do a post-game handshake. You know, give him the bird as you walk off and tell him to get the hell out. <laughs> So I take it you're not a big Walt Bell fan? Not one bit. Dang, man. Is it because of his hair? For the, for, for, for the guy to call and, and, and reach out to Sam Howell after and, and, and do what he did about, you know, how just just negative recruiting the shit out of, out of, out of FSU and Willie Taggart. Um, and that's a shame on Taggart for relying too much on that relationship with Walt Bell. But for him to do that, man, you talk, we talked a little bit earlier about, you know, Ogeron and the LSU staff having some professionalism, continuing to recruit. This guy's the exact opposite, man. You know, should have never been at Florida State, was in above his head, and it's just a, scum, a scumbag, man. He, he, it, it, it needs to be like a 60-0 to win, you know, give him the double bird Hit the button, go. I, I can see this going like I can see this going the direction of somehow UMass gets really motivated to play Walt Bell's former team and they somehow score thirty. I have this really bad scenario in my head of that happening. I really pray it doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. I might break my phone. That <laughs> <laughs> Haven't you already? Or is that Dustin who's punched something? No, you punched something no. already this season. You've ton- you punched a table. Or is that last season? I think it was last season. You it was last season. Table. Yeah, you punched a table. I think season. Dustin's already had a few punched. Punch it. But he punched whenever he was excited about the North Carolina game. Mm-hmm. He's, he he talks about us being credential. We got to stay neutral. Look at him celebrating during the damn North Carolina game. You can't do that. No. Oh, yeah, see, I, I can yeah. guarantee I'm not going to be neutral. If Florida State goes oh. into Duke while I'm in Cameron Indoor, oh, man. <laughs> Austin. That's journalism. Austin's rushing the court. Austin's rushing the court Waving my pole By himself. My by himself. <laughs> How did we get the basketball talk? All right, we got to mute off. I'm just kidding. Uh, so yeah, no, I think Florida State's got to win by 35 to feel feel really good. Like, like, feel like, re- like, like I, honestly, I want to see like a 49, 52, 10 type win. Okay. You know, you know, I want it, I want the game to be over at half. Allow the guys to, to get out of the game healthy. Get to Clemson, which is you know has a chance to be a really competitive game. Get out of this one healthy. Get some uh, reps for the younger kids and, and, and move on to the next game. Yeah. And that's what it needs to be. Yeah. And if Florida State is leading by a lot and you're expected to see some youngins come in for the second half at some point, which player would you like to see play the most? Chuba. Well, that's going to be the obvious answer. Obvious, yeah, but yeah. Not- Everyone wants to see Chuba. Let's see. Hey, what? Kevin Knowles. We didn't really note on that, but Kevin Knowles starting this yeah. weekend, true freshman. Um, I like to see. I know Burrell's heard that sucks for him. 
Um, yeah. I, I, I'd like to see like a Jackson West, you know, a younger tight end get out there and, and, and play a little bit more. I, I put this question together and I didn't even think of anybody. So that's a great yeah, production. Yeah. Uh, okay. So like that's great. DBs, like Macaulay. Yeah. D- yeah. Shaheen mm-hmm. Brown. Yeah. Shaheen probably for Shaheen yeah. probably for me. I'm trying to think Cooper offensively, but not a lot. Yeah. Jakai Douglas. I'd like to see a little bit more of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'd like to see him. Get some more action. He's been playing a little bit at running back. So we'll see. But yeah, there should be a lot of potential there for Seamangans. But Chubba Purdy might see, might get, get a chance to see. I know Florida State fans want to see him, but there could be some potential. Just Florida State's got to, game's got to be over at halftime. Yeah, it, it can't be like the Jacksonville State game where they're experimenting with stuff, you know, yeah. a whole bunch of different things. No. You, you got to come out, dictate the pace from the set. And then if you if you're winning thirty nothing at halftime, yeah, then you can start experimenting. Don't don't do it from the jump. Yep. Not play the quarterback thing. Play, do play the game. wildcat stuff. Yeah, play your strengths. You, use your running backs. Yep. Get get in play action. Yep. Then, yep. then you can have some fun in the second half with whatever you want to do. Yeah, Nick, I'm right there with you. Jordan Young, I like to see Jordan Young this weekend. I still think there's, what, I, think, what I still think there's like, potential there. What about the young pass rushers? Yeah, that's yeah, what I was, was going to say, Montre. I was going to say Patrick Payton, but I don't know if he's going to be He, more. today, Od- Odell had some nice coaching for him. That's all I'll say. He had some really good really good coaching. But like I said, if a coach is hard on you during a practice, it means things are going well for you and you're progressing. But had some really nice mm-hmm. Odell Hagan's coaching. If anybody's you know, know about Odell and how he coaches, you know, it's a little harsh sometimes. But true freshman, he's put on some pounds, too. I mean, whole he 180 from how he first arrived. Yeah, he did. He's still got to get a little bit leaner and cut off some of the, you know, they, they just packed on pounds on him, but he'll do that this off season. But yeah, Patrick Payton, I think would be fun to watch mm-hmm. this upcoming weekend. If there's some playing time indeed uh, for him. Uh, yeah. Let's uh, let's get these score predictions going before we do that. Let's show some love to our best, one of our best sponsors on the show. They're here with us every week. And they're going to be here for basketball season two. And that's Hobbit, the best place to get wings in town by far. Even if I think if you want them, I'm not going to even say boneless, but you can get chicken fingers, little chicken finger bites with sauce on them. Nate, how about that? <laughs> uh, I, I just think it's unfortunate your palate's just not developed enough. My to, palate? To enjoy boneless wings. So, yeah. I mean, you, you're just too young for it. Yeah. Yeah. Way too young. Way too mm-hmm. young. Um, but yeah, Hobbit, definitely go check them out before the game and after the game, because there's gonna be a lot of time after the game. I know a lot of people are be watching the games for the afternoon crowd and evening crowd. Go check out Hobbit. They're right by the stadium along with a uh, location on South side town of Tal South side part of Tallahassee. There we go. That was a little hard there for me to say, but Hobbit's great, wonderful food there. And they'll even set you up even on Sundays. You know, ask for a table to watch whatever NFL team, your NFL team, and they'll set up a whole table for you, you and your friends and everything. So definitely come and hang out at Hobbit. I think we're going to do some kind of live show or something of that sort soon uh, before the year's over. So they're awesome. Definitely go check them out. Uh, the best wings in town. I'm telling you, Carolina Gold. If anybody in the chat, you know, I'm sure there's a few people watching right now or listening that know about that Carolina Gold at Hobbit. And there's also the Garnet Gold if you like a little bit spicier too. But get it, get it. Ask for extra wet, extra crispy. 
Oh my goodness gracious. I'm starving right now. And on Thursdays and Sundays, uh, they've got deals, uh, on wings. So definitely take advantage of that for Thursday night football. And obviously Sunday, Yeah, some, some well, wings and some wings and a Celsius, man. That's like, that's nutritious what, that, dinner. that's what I'm saying. I mean, we also got our friend Celsius too. I mean, definitely go down to the description. If you're on YouTube or if you're on iTunes right now, the link is down below. If you use that link, you get 20% off their new food or their Fuji jink. God, they're Fuji drinks. That gets me every time. I always feel like I'm saying it wrong. Or you can use code 20FSEFUJI. Phenomenal drinks. I had one at practice this morning along with Tuesday's uh, practice. Got one right here, too. Wonderful drinks. Uh, seven essential vitamins, too. Had one Tuesday morning. Uh, and also had one this morning. Went to the gym right after practice. Felt good. And also doesn't have you crashed, either. No sugar. None all this crazy crap that all these other drinks have in them. So really healthy for you, and they're perfect for workouts, too. I don't like energy drinks that you can drink it. Yeah, you can get that high, and you can get that like energy. You're, you're caffeinated, but you crash later on. Doesn't happen. Hasn't happened so far with me in Celsius. So definitely shout out to them, and definitely take advantage of the link down below. And if you have an Amazon and just Amazon account, it links you right there to 20% off. So shout out to Hobbit. Shout out to Celsius. Gentlemen, let's go ahead and do it. Everybody's been waiting. I mean, they're sweating. Everybody's on the edge of their seat for Florida State versus UMass. Score predictions. How are we feeling? Dustin didn't even tell us the score predictions. I should text him real quick. Or does he he's even not, deserve? He's not going to answer. Should we, should, he, he doesn't even deserve to give him. Like, he didn't even think about it. He didn't even think about it. Like, Nate, last time when he knew he couldn't come on, he at least gave score predictions to us and gave yeah, like man. a paragraph. Yeah, he, he's not going to answer. Like, it's there's, what, six minutes left in the fourth quarter? He's not going to answer. What's Bill score Bill, you can uh email email Logan at nullgameday.com. Sorry, Bill. Or sorry guys, but no game day Logan at nullgameday.com. That's uh, I'm gonna go first. Oh, what did go I predict? I, I got Florida State winning this game 45 to Oh man, I did it on the Mark Rogers show, but I really wasn't thinking right. 17 feels like too much for Walt Bell. Uh, I'm gonna go Florida State 45. Uh, UMass 17. I think UMass is going to run a lot of trickery. Well, there goes my score. So I literally had the exact same score. What? <laughs> no, we got to ride together. We got to ride together. I was going to say 45 17. Um, okay. Me and the, Austin will ride together. The, the spread is currently 35 and a half. Good teams win, great teams cover. Florida State's not a great team yet. So 45 17. Damn. Austin is always making sure he throws that in there. I'm surprised. Uh, Am I wrong? Am I wrong? Tell me I'm wrong. I, I got the fact that I need it to happen. I need Walt Bell <laughs> to have just, you know, if he could, if I could get, I, I'll jump on the Jordan Travis train as a, the, the GOAT quarterback if he pulls like a varsity <laughs> blues where he throws the ball out of bounds when he, when, uh, you know, Mox hits the, the little cowboy on the horse and knocks him off the horse. If he just does that, tosses it out to Walt Bell, give him a black eye, you know, he 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 needs to leave Tallahassee wounded. And, you know, whether it's it's physically or emotionally, he needs to leave Tallahassee. I've I've never heard hurt. of someone, someone never heard of someone wish ill upon a coach. <laughs> this is different. I can't stand Damn. the guy. He's just a. <laughs> uh, he might be number five on the list. You know, to be honest with you. Who are you going to uh, replace but, uh, out of there? 
No, I don't know if it's replacing uh, anybody. I, I just think he's trying to figure out who's, who's the next in line. I know. Uh, so that you know, I I think that Florida State puts up points, man. I I just think that you know, I think they find the rhythm offensively. I think that they've um I think they're gonna physically dominate UMass. I think they're gonna be able to run the ball really well. Um, which I think that you know, I would like them to you know find some stuff, you know, through the air. Reward guys like McLean for for you know all their effort, but you know, I I think that they're going to just have ball control. It's going to cut down on on, on how much they can score. But I think you're, I think that you know honestly, I would say like you know forty seven to ten. I think that forty eight covers. I think that UMass is. I think UMass is just not. They're not a great team. Um, I, I, I think that, that, that's they, overstating I, it. They're bad. Yeah, I, I think really, that Florida, really bad. I think that you know if if Florida State can can run the ball like they have been, I think it's, I think they're. I would not be surprised to see like like three hundred fifty yards rushing, and, and and just physically dominating that that team. So I'm, I'm gonna yes. go forty seven ten. For reference, you, UMass is currently allowing two hundred twenty five yards of rushing per game. And and that's capped with Coastal Carolina at 313 yards of rushing. So, I, I so there's an opportunity there. As long as Florida State doesn't shoot themselves yeah. in the foot with turnovers, right, right, they, they should run away with this. Florida game. State's gonna have to still play clean. They're not, you know, they're not Florida State of, of you know 2013 or you know 2014. You know, they're not gonna be able just to go out there and coast to a W because they still have have warts. But they, I, I think that you know this isn't. It's not a power five team. It's not a conference team. I know people will bring up Jacksonville State. It's a different. Uh, I I think if Jacksonville State played FSU right now, I think FSU would, would win comfortably. But Jacksonville State what, also cheated. That game never counted. Yep. Well, yep. Exactly. What 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 happened happened. We moved on. But I think this is a game Florida State wins comfortably. Mm-hmm. Chad is I, saying ninety six like to one. To one. No, that that's that's the I'm saving that for that's Miami. <laughs> FSU versus Miami is ninety six yeah, to yeah, one. They're playing Canadian roles. They're gonna give them a point for a punt. No, they're gonna uh they're gonna get a uh, <laughs> two point conversion safety. Is what's gonna happen? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Larry's saying thirty seven to fourteen. So we're all kind of little if close. Florida State scores below forty. I think we're all gonna be really disappointed. I'd be disappointed. Well, yeah, I'd be disappointed if Florida State doesn't score forty or more. Most certainly. I think that's going to wrap everything up for this week's episode. We'll have an instant reaction to Florida State versus UMass after the game. So keep an eye out for that. We'll give thoughts after the game on Saturday. And we want to, once again, thank our sponsors, Hobbit, American Bar and Grill here in Tallahassee, along with our friends at Celsius. Go grab a pack while supplies last for FSU Fuji. Or that's our code, FSU Fuji. Or 20 FSUG. Sorry, I'm just completely screwing that whole code up. But uh, definitely shout out to Celsius. Always sponsoring the show and keeping us energized for uh, every show. But uh, And homework, too. And I, had to, I had to take a little couple sips before homework and help me out. Energize me, Nate. I'm wide awake, baby. I'm wide awake. I, that week break did me good. I Trust me, taking a break from you guys for a little bit. So had a little, I had a little beach Much too. Needed. I know. Yeah, I, saw, I, I commented. Oh yeah, I got it. Yeah, on my legs. 
Pregnant lady feet? No, just yes, lady man. feet. <laughs> looking sloppy, dude. I'm looking sloppy? <laughs> Get sloppy, out of man. here. <laughs> oh, my good God. What am I going to do with this, man? All right. Don't, Tim, don't uh, need a reference what I came on to, man, to finish no, it off. No, we do not. No, no, we don't. Caca, bird. <laughs> Caca. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, now I know. Okay, yeah, we gotta go. You didn't know. Oh wondering. my god! I didn't know what. I didn't know. I wasn't. I don't think I was there. All I heard was you were there. Bird no, chest. No, I think it was somebody else. <laughs> He's not talking about me. Uh, all right, fellas. Thanks everybody for engaging with us and hanging out with us. Evening as always. You can listen to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, YouTube. It was, this was a nice episode without Dustin. I do have to put that out there. What a nice. It flowed a little bit better. Can, can uh, uh Boston play Saturday, man? That'd be great. That'd be great. <laughs> yeah, specifically right like Saturday, losing. like five thirty. They're losing too right now, so you know he's in a great. Oh, mood. love it, love it, love it. Oh, they're losing right now. Yeah. Oh, Dustin's losing. Yikesy, yikesies. That's what happens. That's what happens when you don't show up to hear the spear and hang out with us every Wednesday nights at eight thirty. Everybody, enjoy the rest of y'all's week, and the weekend should be beautiful in Tallahassee. Safe travels, anybody coming down. Go Steelers. Steelers are back. Feels good. They're not, they're Have a great not rest of y'all's week. I can't hear you, Austin. You're cutting out.